Welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers to provide you with tips, tactics, and strategies so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. I'm your host, Kerry Shumway, a CPA, CFO for a brewery, and a former CFO for a beer distributor. I've spent the last 20 years using finance to improve financial results in our beer business. Now I'm helping other craft breweries to do the same. Are you ready to take your brewery financial results to the next level? Okay, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast. My name is Kerry Shumway and I'll be your host. Today I sit down again with Josh Lance from Lance CPA Group. Lance CPA Group is a virtual certified public accounting firm built to help breweries and entrepreneurs grow and manage their business. In this round two of our conversation, Josh and I talk about the employee retention tax credit. How should breweries assess whether they qualify? What are the details surrounding this important benefit? Uh, So definitely worth listening in on that. We talk about forecasting, financial forecasting, and how to use advanced forecasting models, what those look like, what kind of things will be on there, and how they're useful. We also talk about real-time financials. Now, financial statements tend to be historical. They're looking backwards. So Josh and I talk about tools that you can use to look forward, forecast what's going to happen, not just review what already has happened. So we get into those topics and much more. So please enjoy my conversation with Josh Lance from Lance CPA Group. So we're recording this at the end of February 2021. Uh, We're in these COVID times, the pandemic, and we've got lots of government uh, programs that are out there. So I I wanted to talk about the ERTC in particular, the Employee Retention Tax Credit, and maybe just have you you speak to this, what you're seeing, um, and how breweries can maybe look and assess whether they would qualify for something like this. Yeah, so this was uh, this was kind of this kind of played second fiddle a bit to the the Paycheck Protection Program when uh, the CARES Act first came out because uh, I think for a lot of breweries the the Paycheck Protection Program was so much more valuable to them at that point in time, right? So a lot of breweries went PPP route. Didn't have a second thought about ERC because at that point you couldn't take the ERC if you took the PPP. Um, then we had this recent, you know, next round of stimulus that happened at the end of December, uh, and that opened the door to now being able to do both, uh, assuming that you don't use the same payroll dollars for both. Uh, and so I think for libraries, this is a huge opportunity. Um, and as we've, you know, as we saw this come through in, in the the stimulus bill, our eyes kind of lit up. I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is something that's kind of flying through under the radar. This is actually a huge deal for breweries. Um, uh, and I don't think a lot of them understand or, or understand what that really means to them. So, uh, you know, because of that change in law, now they can go back into 2020. And for the periods that they didn't use PPP funds for, they now that's now an eligible period for the ERC. Now the ERC, uh, there's two things that qualify you. Uh, one is having a re- reduction in revenue, uh, or it's being you know shut down or partially shut down by government uh, action. Which for most breweries, uh, they had to shut down their tap rooms. They had to or they have very you know limited seating in there, uh, and and they were impacted by that, right? So they kind of qualify under that second scenario, uh, uh, which is uh, you know and for libraries that was all of 2020, they qualify for that. Um, and so uh, that's something we, now that you have this qualification event happening and that now you can utilize it for quarters that you didn't, or periods of time didn't use the Paycheck Protection Program. Uh, that's a huge, 
a potential windfall in cash. Um, so I think if you don't know, if you're a brewery owner and you don't know, okay, are, do we take advantage of this or not? Um, I think the first step is looking back into 2020 and saying, okay, were there periods of time that we didn't have uh, payroll being utilized for the Paycheck Protection Program forgiveness? Uh, and then if so, you know, what is that kind of, how much is that going to net us? And so, um, you know, for 2020, that, you know, the, the amount basically is 50% of up to $10,000 of qualifying wages. So you're kind of maxed out of a $5,000 credit per employee um, if they made up to $10,000 in 2020. So uh, that can be substantial, right? You start thinking about your brewery and you may have taproom employees and you may have, you know, production employees and salespeople and you start to add it up and uh, it can be a sizable dollar amount when we come down to it. So um, if that's something that now you do qualify for, the, the next step is, you know, determining what that dollar amount is, calculating out the credit, and then going to mend in your 941s. Um, since this is all kind of done through the payroll tax process, uh, amend those 941s to take advantage of it. So um, that's something we've been doing with our clients, you know, basically nonstop since January of going back through, calculating the stuff out, mending, uh, and getting these credits. Uh, you know, talk to your payroll company too, because they may be able to help out and assist in this uh, venture. Uh, but uh, get in that, because that's a huge sum of money. And I think we had a lot of breweries that were a little frustrated uh, you know, when this last stimulus came out because they didn't qualify for the second round of the PPP program because they didn't have a 25% reduction in revenues um, because they made the revenues may have been okay. Their costs were way higher than they were. So it wasn't like they were doing well at all. They were actually, you know, in a much worse position, uh, but they didn't qualify because the, the, the qualification was a reduction in revenue, which they didn't have, but they do qualify for this ERC. So now in 2021, they may be doing the ERC uh, as well. Uh, and the ERC is a little bit more beneficial in 2021 because it's uh, 70% up to $10,000 per quarter now. So uh, now you're talking about $14,000 potential credit per employee, uh, which again is a very sizable amount uh, of money. So, uh, you know, when we talk to our brewery clients, the first thing is let's, let's address 2020. Let's see if there's, you know, are we eligible uh, are we able to go back and there's a periods of time where we can take it uh, and then let's go ahead and mend and get that going. So because that's going to be a process where uh, the IRS doesn't take some take their sweet time going through that process. And you're not going to see that money for a while. So let's at least get this going. So uh, that money will come quicker. And then looking at 2021, do we qualify uh, for the ERC again? Uh, yes or no. And if we do, uh, let's go ahead and get that going proactively. And if you do it right with your payroll company, that basically means you're not making federal tax deposits during your payroll runs, which saves you cash during the month uh, or during the months. And then whatever credit is left over for you to obtain, they'll just cut you a check uh, and send that to you. So um, it's a huge credit. It's something that if you're not taking advantage of, we're not unsure if you're taking advantage of it. Uh, to definitely look into because, um, like I said, most breweries are going to qualify for this uh, to that government shutdown uh, component of this, uh, at least for the time being. So it, it's something to look into. Mm. I love the way you characterized it, too, that this particular government program was playing second fiddle to the PPP, right? Because the PPP gets so much attention, the PPP2 yeah. and, and so forth. But right, it's this is moving up to the first chair if we keep that little analogy going. And, and for, yeah. I agree with, for me, it was a double eyebrow razor. <laughs> Wait a minute, this doesn't right? right. And you do the math and you're like, yeah. holy moly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's lots of details to get into here. But I think the takeaway, and, and you can tell me uh, if you agree or have a follow up on this, but I think the takeaway is that. You know, if you're if you own a craft brewery and you have employees and you haven't looked into this particular uh, employee retention credit, uh, first step 
contact somebody like yourself that's expert in this yeah. uh, and or contact your payroll company. Do you have anything, any other guidance to add to that? Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. Um, uh, that That's the first place to look into this. Uh, you know, your payroll, depending on your payroll company, we've seen payroll companies do really awesome at this. We've seen payroll companies have no clue that this existed. And, and so that was really concerning. Um, but yeah, check check those two places first. Check with your CPA, check with your, uh, your payroll company, see what's going on there. Um, uh, definitely for what's going forward here, your payroll company is definitely be playing a big role for the credit in 2021. Um, but, you know, see what you have to go back to in 2020. I think that's a, there is that huge opportunity there. Um, and that can be a sizable dollar amount. So, um, you know, start there, see what you have going on. And then it's a, it's an assessment here going forward, right? So, um, you know, if you're, brewery, you know, wherever your brewery is located at, maybe those restrictions go away and your tap room is now fully open. Uh, you know, you may not qualify for that credit anymore. And so you need to make sure you shut off the hat credit as well. And you're not taking a credit that you don't uh, apply for or doesn't apply to anymore. So um, I think that's in there. That's something you just need to be on top of. But again, talk to your CPA uh, or accountant, talk to your payroll company, make sure that this it's being done right. Because uh, again, it's, it's, a, it's a sizable chunk of money uh, for breweries. Absolutely. So I want to shift gears and kind of return to some of the services that you provide. And, I, and I've got a couple of quotes I'm going to read you. And these are these are from your website. And I just wanted to kind of dig into them. Uh, so the first item uh, that caught my eye was, and this is a, a quote from your site, is with streamlined technologies, advanced forecasting models, and your business financials available in real time, Land CPA Group is prepared to help you grow your business by managing your financials. So the, the real well, let's start with this, the, the forecasting model. So what's an example of an advanced forecasting model? So what kind of things would be on this and, and how are they useful? Yeah. So when we look at a forecasting model, we're looking at it not just from a profit and loss perspective, but also from a cash flow perspective. Uh, and when we forecast, we want to make this make this forecast be something that is really useful to us. So um, we're not trying to forecast five years out. We're trying to forecast really within the next 12 months uh, and really with a focus within that kind of that six months uh, right right in front of us. Um, it's making sure we adjust based on what's going on in the business. So this forecast is a live and breathe in uh, tool. It's not something we just create and then we shove in the drawer because the bank gave us the loan, right? Um, it's something that we need to keep on, keep up with. And then we also want to make sure that um, as part of doing this forecast, both from a profit and loss side and from a cash flow side, that we then compare it to the actuals that we've had, right? So uh, it's one thing to forecast, but it's one thing to see, okay, how do we actually meet up to our forecast? Um, are there areas that we're off on? Is it because we were too optimistic? Was it because something happened uh, that we weren't, you know, planning for in our forecast? Let's kind of let's let's dive into that. Let's figure out what's going on there. Um, uh, and especially now, I think you know more so than. In the past, you know, cash flow forecasting was a you know a huge tool that we use with our clients, uh, especially when the pandemic hit. Uh, let's start to kind of think through how we're utilizing our cash because our, our business has changed, and we need to uh, be conserving cash as much as we can and making sure that we can survive through this, right? And that we're not, uh, you know, caught up in old ways, and now we don't have cash, and no one wants to lend us money, and now we're in real trouble. So. Um, you know, it is a it's a very much an ongoing process. Um, again, we use technology for that to build it, to share it, so we all have eyeballs on it uh, at all times. Uh, and then from there, uh, you know, it's that evaluation, seeing okay, what is what does this tell us? What does our forecast actual analysis tell us? 
and, and those variances and, and how do we use that information to make better decisions and go forward from there. So um, it is very much a high, it's a very much a collaborative process with our clients because we could create the greatest forecast in the world and give it to them and they don't do squat with that or pay attention to it. It's not worth the paper that it's on. Uh, and so it is a collaborative process. Okay, what are we doing with it? How is this informing our business? What are we doing to change now that we know this information that's happened? So um, that's kind of the way we approach that with our clients. Um, again, using technology that's cloud-based is helpful because we're all seeing it at the same time. It's being updated in real time uh, as transactions are being recorded and, and things are getting updated. So um, I think that's a really useful tool and process to go through, um, especially as you are growing a business or even just kind of managing how things are going. Uh, it's helpful to have that information uh, at the ready. And is this, you had mentioned there's some tech that you use. Is this a, a really sweet spreadsheet or do you have actual separate uh, forecasting software? that? You yeah, use? so we use that, our same software you do for KPI forecast and has a forecasting tool in there. And that's what we utilize. Um, it's, you know, uh, it's we try to make forecasts not overly complex because uh, the more complexity you start to build into it, the easier those things break and the easier that you're your clients or the breweries don't understand that. So um, we try to make it, you know, try to simplify it down enough so we everyone knows what's going on. Uh, it's easy to read and understand, and we're not uh, overcomplicating the the matter. Mm. I feel like you and I may have been separated at birth. I'm not sure. Possible. <laughs> Simplification, usability, readability. Don't scare people off with the numbers, right? You know, yeah, give that's them right. They can look at and say, oh, I can understand that, and then I can actually you know, interpret what it's telling me and take some action so that it's, it's useful and usable. Yeah. Love it. Um, so let's talk the other component of that statement was uh, business financials in real time. Mm -hmm. So financial statements are usually historically or backward looking, right? So we get our income statement, our balance sheets, you know, a week or two into the new month. How do you think about real time and how do you produce that information so that it's like Adapt, you know, your, your speedometer on the car. I know I'm going 50 miles an yeah. hour right now. I'm right. about two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think it, it's getting, a, it's trying to get away from the mindset that accounting is purely historical, um, which there is, right? Like you, you, you create your financials for a period of time that's happened in the past. Uh, but if that's all we're doing with accounting, we're really missing a lot there. Uh, and so I think in more of in a real time manner, it's, um, you know, we have clients that like to look at, uh, PLs on a weekly basis. Uh, and so if we're updating and using tools and technology to make sure those are updated on a weekly basis, now when we go pull our financials, it's it is what it is right now, right? And we're not like, well, it's the 15th of the month and we don't have anything, you know, the last month's not closed out. And uh, and now we're getting too far away from that data to really be you know meaningful and useful to us. Uh, and so by thinking more of this in a real-time fashion, uh, we're having data that's updated regularly that we can look in and say, okay, it's the 16th of the month. How are we doing so far uh, this month, right? Like what's going on? Uh, and, and how does that uh, make us, you know, make decisions in the business or do things differently in our business knowing that information? Uh, and so I think that's where that real-time component is useful. And uh, especially because we're using cloud-based technology, we're not kind of sending things back and forth. It's all there available. You know, if our clients wanted to log into their account of records today, they can see it and see it's up to date um, because we have everything up to date for, for them on, a, on basically a daily or weekly basis. So um, it, it's a, uh, I think, looking in that more mindset then puts your mindset when it comes to accounting and financial information, not from an historical, but into a real-time forward-looking perspective. Okay. So just from, let me dig in on that a little bit. From a practical perspective, um, 
there's lots of things that happen in accounting that, you know, historically have just taken time, right? So for example, booking payroll or payroll accruals or depreciation expense or blah, 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 blah. Um, there's things that, uh, that may just take a little more time. So the, so the real time aspect of it, is it primarily about the, the good integration between our, our GL and accounting and our transactions so that we're getting sales in there, we're getting costs in there, we're getting inventory changes in there on a like everyday basis. And um, this would be kind of a big question, but do you have sort of cutoffs, like things have to happen in order that these real-time financials are you know, as accurate as possible? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think, uh, yeah, it, it's exactly what you said there, like getting these, you know, the sales data, right? We can have that data when it happens, right? If we have our integration set up correctly, um, our our brewing data from our brewery manager software, if that's being done timely on our production side, we're going to have that timely information on our end too. Um, there are going to be some of those accounting adjustments that happen uh, at month end that aren't necessarily going to be real time, but those are also going to be things like depreciation where it's okay. That's not really going to change our decision making and some that we may already even know because we didn't make any new fixed asset purchases so that number is going to be the same as last month um you know things but i think that's where you, where you get into those system integrations is really important right so like when we integrate payroll into our accounting software when payroll gets processed uh and you know it's going to be processed on monday and it's not going to be paid out till friday we're gonna have that entry in there on monday when it gets processed and so we already know the impact of that payroll uh, even though that cash hasn't gone out the door to pay the people yet so um you know having those systems in place and those integrations in place is really helpful in this because that gets that data in there quickly uh, and it avoids any mistakes you may have of all right well now i need to go in the payroll system grab that information create an entry and i may make a mistake in that or that may not be timely um so having that system integration component is really helpful in that in that matter mm. So I want to read another line that I found intriguing on your site, and this is a quote. It says, consider us a support line for your business, a mentor even. We help your business grow by providing insight, practical skills, coaching, and more to help you go from progressing to prospering. I love that. You're like, a, are you a writer? What's going on? <laughs> so I wanted to ask, so beyond the compliance, you know, what are examples of insight? And I know we've talked about some of those. And then what is what is coaching look like? Because there's a lot of, uh, you know, we're, we're getting numbers into the system, but there's, there's obviously more here. So examples of insight and what is, what does coaching look like? Yeah. So I think, you know, being, uh, being specialized in working with breweries, um, we, we gain a deep knowledge set that goes beyond just accounting and finance, right? So we're seeing into their business, we're seeing into a lot of breweries businesses and what's going on in their HR department side or uh, in production or uh, in the retail side of things, right? And so we're seeing things beyond just the, you know, the dollars and cents and here's your profit and loss statement, but we're seeing how breweries work, what's working well, what's not working well. Um, and from being so closely tied into our clients, we're now able to provide details and information and guidance and coaching uh, that go beyond just the numbers, right? So uh, we may have, uh, you know, a client that, um, you know, again, COVID is a good example of this, right? The, you know, they may have had to lay off people for the first time, furlough people, right? Like they don't know how that, how does that work? How's that go? Right. Um, you know, if we're just a journalist accountant, right, we may know the, what works for with the payroll side or the unemployment side. We don't know the, the human side of that uh, piece, but, but being so deeply tied into these breweries, we can say, here's how you do it. Here's a process you want to walk through. Uh, here's what you want to tell your employees. Here's what we want to make sure we communicate with them during this furlough period uh, and and be kind of, you know, have that knowledge set 
for them um, and, and guide them through that process, right? And that's not in the CPA's job title, but that is something you gain by being so tightly uh, inside an industry and so tightly uh, uh, working with your clients. And so that, that goes, you know, in production and uh, things like that, where when we have a client that says, hey, I, I'm thinking about putting in a can line. Is that a good idea or not? And we could take it from just a purely finance side of things and say like, well, you're going to save this much money and all that stuff. But we're gonna, that's not the conversation we have initially with them. It's, well, what's this going to gain you? Like, do you actually want, are you just doing a can in line because you need to can stuff during the pandemic? Or is this part of your plan or goal to distribute or, or do things like that? And so uh, it, it becomes more of a global conversation versus very focused just on the finance or accounting part of it. Um, because, you know, I, it, we want to have that relationship with our clients and be able to advise them in those ways where you know, it's not just about the numbers, but it's about their business being successful uh, and, and using our knowledge that we've gained over time to help them uh, have a successful business. And, uh, and while we have that great expertise in the finance side, we also know so much more about their business uh, just be, besides that. Mm, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about running a business. So I, I do think we compartmentalize you know, finance and accounting and say, well, that's a, that's a thing separate and unto itself. And it's really not. It's, it's an integrated part of yeah. running a better business. Yeah. So one more uh, uh, thing that I wanted to just kind of read from your site that I thought was interesting is, and again, a quote is, we don't just take your financials and start completing and filing tax returns. We'll review the past recent returns, talk about present concerns and goals, and work with you to determine planning and tax preparation needs for the future. So can you give an example of concerns that might be raised? Because you had said, we'll review past and recent returns, talk about present concerns. What what might be an example of a concern that you've they've come across or is something that's more common than others? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, sometimes when a brewery may come to us, they may have been working with a, like a generalist accountant and maybe they like, I don't think that that person knew exactly everything about our business or I'm worried that we didn't file something correctly, or I'm worried that maybe we should have taken a credit and we didn't take a credit, or uh, I'm not sure if these are accurate or not. <laughs> like there's all these questions, especially when there's a change of accounts or of like, were things done right? Were they not done right? I'm just not sure. There's some uneasiness into that. So yeah, that's usually a concern. Uh, sometimes it's they want to this need understand of like, am I doing the right things in my business? Right? Like, um, you know that that's usually a, a top of line concern where when we get brought in is, uh, are we doing the right things? Is this the way it should be? Um, you know, like we got this thing running, it's off the ground, it's great, but like I don't know what to do next and. Uh, and those are usually where those present concerns are. Um, uh, and so when we go and we bring someone on, especially when it's, you know, starting with taxes, uh, for example, we can get a lot of knowledge and understanding what's going on in their tax returns. But we also want to know, OK, that that's one that's painting one picture that someone else, you know, you know, painted based on their interpretation of your business. Are there things that they didn't know that, you know, are there things that we should be knowing that don't show up in here? Uh, and how does that help us, you know, be a better advisor to you as a result? And so, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, handling those, it's really a change. It ends up being really a change management process and uh, understand, OK, when you're making these changes, you know, what are the things that are kind of top of mind or things that, you know, keep you up at night uh, when you're when you're trying to bring someone new on into this process that we can help provide or at least help, uh, you know, kind of calm those fears down a bit. Nice. So those are the concerns. How about specific goals and maybe even just the goal setting 
process? Like, are you reviewing this information then I then kind of coming to some conclusions about goals that you might want to work with the brewery on, or are they bringing it to you? Is it collaborative? How, what does that goal setting process look like? Yeah. So I think when we ask about goals, we really want to understand what's their aim for their brewery, right? Uh, I think when we, when we talk about star breweries, it's get this thing open and actually have it be successful and like we make some money. Uh, but what's then the, the point beyond that, right? So you, you started up a brewery. Is this something that you plan to run forever? Is it something that you want to sell in five years? Is this something that you want to pass down to your kids? Uh, what, what is your, what's the goal here, right? Like, uh, and every, everyone who runs a brewery is gonna have different goals, right? They, uh, and those goals may shift, right? The goal of opening up a brewery, you may have gone past the hurdle, but then it's what's next, right? Um, and your goal for your brewery and what you think success looks like is going to be different than another brewery. Um, you know, we have plenty of breweries are just happy with a tap room and not to distribute, and they love that, right? And the thought of this distribution is not a path they want to go down at all. Some have aspirations to be I want to be a big player. I want to, you know, have multiple locations and uh, distribute in multiple states. Like that's where I want to see this going, right? And so we want to understand what those goals are, um, because if we know those goals, then we can help advise them and kind of making sure they one stick to those goals and they're not, you know, distracted by some shiny objects that happen along the way. Uh, but two, make sure that we're achieving those goals that uh, that we're trying to get to. So um, I think that's a really helpful part of us when we talk with breweries is is what what that aim is because it's not going to be the same for everyone. Mm, right. Excellent. Absolutely. Well, hey, Josh, I could probably ask you about 100 more questions, but I won't, at least for this time. Maybe, maybe we'll do this again and, and dig into some other fun stuff. Um, so if folks want to learn more about the services you provide or just get in touch, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, best way, uh, you can go to our website, lancecpa.com. Um, you can email me directly, which is josh at lancecpa.com. Uh, those are usually the best best ways to find out more about us and, and get in contact with us. Awesome. Josh, thank you so much. Really appreciate all the great information. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Craft Brewery Financial Training Podcast, where we combine beer and numbers so that you can improve financial results in your brewery. For more resources, tools, guides, and online courses, visit craftbreweryfinancialtraining.com. And don't forget to sign up for the world-famous Craft Brewery Financial Training Newsletter. Until next time, Get out there and improve financial results in your brewery today.